0: It's a victim aggressor all the way up. When, you know, they get tired of being the victim then they switch over to be the aggressor for a while. Yeah,
1: do
0: that. And they generally play the aggressor on the same people who used to be there they were a victim of, right? <laughs> yes. I'll check out that picture and see what you see in the, in the see picture. what you see in the picture. Yes. And see if you see how it foreshadows what's going on right this very
1: minute. Mm-hmm. I looked at it again and thought, Oh, it's a technology that they're developing to create artificial peaks of fear. Recording? Yes. Ready?
0: Yes. Then welcome.
1: Another episode. Drive it to the Reds with your favorite hosts, Inelia. and Larry. Oh, you said my name, honey. Yes, thank you. Thank you.
0: Feels nice.
1: It does. It does.
0: Yeah. Usually, I just say my name so I don't mess up yours. But <sighs> I just practiced.
1: Yes, you did practice. You did good. Thank you. What are we talking about, today?
0: Well, <clears throat> it's a today, and today is guess kind of a it's kind of a spicy week
1: in a spicy week can yeah you tell us about
0: it? spicy in the sense in between uh, emergency broadcast rah,
1: rah, rah,
0: and world war three and ukraine and, rah, rah, and all those Gaza. and gazas so it came to my attention you know that um there's got to be something going on here and how do we how do we look at this from, an, uh, rather, from a relatively enlightened perspective, right? Right, right. Because our focus is on uh, enlightenment the next couple months. And it's turning out to be for a good reason, I guess. Hi, Brad. Mm-hmm. It's a kitty.
1: Yes.
0: If, you'd have, if you want to watch the prettiest cat on the planet land in my lap.
1: Watch the video.
0: Watch the video. Yeah. <laughs> he came to work. He did. <laughs> and he's doing a good job of it.
1: He is. He's doing a brilliant job.
0: Yeah. Onto the serious topic of enlightened perspectives, right?
1: (laughs) Cats. Cats.
0: The expert, expert distractor.
1: The expert enlightened, I think, also.
0: Also that. Yes. Ronnie would agree. Yes. He thinks the cats are experts. Yes. Because they feed him.
1: Yeah. So
0: when we look at this, um, what's going on from something of an enlightened perspective, Mm -hmm. we find that... um, What we mean by enlightened means an expanded awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, As we expand our awareness, I found, at least my experience of expanding my awareness on the topics, I found the same thing, only different levels of it.
1: Can you give us an example?
0: It's a victim-aggressor all the way up. Yes. Um, At at the smaller level it's like an individual having the experience of another individual with uh, power over them mm-hmm. they playing the victim or the aggressor The aggressor and um, sometimes
1: they swap sides
0: when you know they get tired of being the victim then they switch over to be the aggressor for a while they yeah, do that and they generally play the aggressor on the same people who used to be the they were victim of right <laughs> yes. but they're not restricted to just that Oftentimes enough, Uh they will play that with somebody else. But that's at the very smaller level, physical, I got, you know, harassed and victimized by this person. So I'm going to victimize them back. I'm going to get even, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: things like that. Those people were aggressive to me, then I will find somebody weaker than me and be aggressive in the same way to them. Right. Because it's my turn now.
0: Yeah, there's those justifications and things like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And as we get bigger it goes like um um my tribe. Mm-hmm. and Then it's uh, my, my nation. Tri- yeah, it's
1: the biggest victim country, of those injustices my race. and therefore
0: yeah. Yeah, we just as it gets bigger and expanded more by numbers of people Our it's planet. still the same victim aggressor it's just we will call it a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Then we have the oh the um the government did it? Government are playing false flags or the governments are playing this or that game Mm -hmm. and it's the government's fault and uh, if we just elected the right people then we wouldn't be the victims of this bad judgments and things (laughs) like that right but again it's still a victim aggressor issue yes right then we go a little bigger let's say it's the aliens races that's controlling the controllers that's Mm -hmm. controlling the stick that makes us go do this and that so again it's still victim aggressor yes Right. And we just need to get this alien race off our backs or whatever. Right. And then we get to the, uh, let's say, after death in between life, we're going to go to the spiritual realms. And in the spiritual realms, there's a spiritual battle going on mm-hmm. between good and evil and yes. whatever, ever. And as I went up and up and up, it was all the same, the same. game.
1: Yes. So
0: I got confused.
1: Oh, no. You got confused? Yep. All right. I
0: got confused because I thought as you become more enlightened and more expanded in your awareness that you would escape that game, or at least find the end of that game.
1: Or even see it.
0: Or, uh, let's begin see with it. seeing
1: it, okay? Let's begin with seeing it.
0: Right. So and Sheriff that, sent you a... Yeah, Sheriff sent... Yeah. Sheriff, sent, Sheriff, Sheriff is one of our members of the Star Tribe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, he listens to the second hour. He gets involved in our after parties...
1: Yeah, that's Subscribestar that's for our sponsors,
0: yeah. our patrons of the light.
1: The patrons of the light get goodies, <laughs> right.
0: right? So we we you know we do this podcast, which is the free version,
1: uh-huh.
0: and uh, we'll talk for like a good half hour or so yeah. about a topic, and then we'll do a second hour.
1: Yeah,
0: and that's usually part more than an hour for the second part. Yeah, the second hour usually goes more than an hour. We have a group now. Yes, a group of mystics. We have
1: individuals we can talk with. And discuss and expand on these topics, giving right. a much broader, more interesting, you know.
0: Well, more in-depth for this. sure.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And uh, as part of that second hour um, subscription, there's also an after party.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: uh, when the when the full version comes out, full version of the podcast comes out on Wednesday, on Friday, we have a, a call, a Zoom call. And usually Ashley and I show up and whoever's on. Walk Through Now or some Star Tribe or whomever wants to show up and uh, like get into depth about the podcast that we just listened to. Yes. We show up, we have a, a chinwag. Yes,
1: <laughs> indeed.
0: And that's been a lot of fun. So anyway, Sherv is one of the Star Tribe members and he brought this article to our attention, my attention, Star Tribe's attention on our Telegram chat. Yes. And it's perfect.
1: So we decided to do the podcast this week. On this uh, article. This article is from 2014.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, it was interesting because in 2014, we weren't as uh, severely shadow banned no. as we are now. And when I w- whenever I used to publish an article, I would get several hundred, sometimes thousands of views of the article. But with this one, it was just a handful. And I remember that picked my attention at the time, thinking, "Oh, that's interesting! Like, how come mm-hmm. this article of all of them? You know, was it, was it the title? Was it the picture I used?
0: <laughs> you did have you an know? interesting picture.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: For foreshadowing, yes. I would say.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, this article titled "In My Defense."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there'll be a link in the notes. You can go check it out. Check out that picture and see what you see in the picture. And see if you see how it foreshadows what's going on right this very minute. Mm-hmm. So anyway, give it a read a little okay.
1: bit. Okay, we'll read a little bit of it. If my life is in danger, and by the way, it's called In My Defense, right? Yes. Just to remind everybody again. If my life is in danger or someone in my environment is in physical or psychological danger from an aggressor, I will defend myself or them, without question. But when it comes to defending my integrity, my name, my work, pride or anything else, I will simply walk away, even if affected by it. Sometimes I do get affected. There's an emotional charge to being betrayed by someone who professed their friendship, for example, or someone who goes behind my back and speaks against me so that they are liked by others while pretending to be my friend and supporter. Or someone who would viciously attack me on the internet, often anonymously, anonymously of course, Mm -hmm. in order to feel important or get some attention, or because my power and influence threatens them. It does upset me sometimes, but instead of reacting to that upsetness, what I do is I process it, the disappointment and pain, and continue on my path.
0: What do you mean when you say process it?
1: I use the fear processing exercise. But instead of using the word fear, I use like anger, disappointment, um, feeling betrayed, um, sadness, frustration, any of those energies that might come up. That's what I use those words. Mm-hmm. So I use this, that, that exercise. So you just
0: use the same exercise, but you adjust the words to the thing that you're feeling that's a negative. Yes. Emotion.
1: Yeah.
0: So you can find that at processyourfear.com. Okay. Right? Processyourfear.com. You put in your email, then you get an audio or a text or both Mm -hmm. versions of it to give it a try yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've processed it. And And now you continue on your path. path. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It is hard, though, when we receive a negative energy of engagement in the form of insults or attacks. It often incurs a cost. This cost is the effect it has on the small self. And I do have a small self.
0: Well, my self, the small self, gets a little bit uh, triggered, too, if somebody tries to attack you. (laughs) My small self and my big self both go a bit nuts.
1: They do go a little bit nuts if somebody attacks me. (laughs)
0: Yes, big and small self. Yes. All self.
1: It's not a very influential. It's not very influential in my life, my small self, but it does affect me sometimes. It always. It wasn't always there, but at some point in the linear time, I created it in order to understand what others are going through in life. Most of the suffering, stress, pain, fights, and conflicts we experience are due to the small self in us or others. Take a look at a conflict you are in right now. Step back and see if it has any bearing to your physical survival. If it does not, then it's about the small self. Some cultures will teach that people should kill to defend their pride, their honour, or their family's honour, or be severely punished if they dishonour themselves or their family. But what is honour and pride but an egoic projection of importance? Often we use the story of all physical, emotional and psychological attacks we have received through our lives to validate our own brutality. And that's, I think, this is really key of what's being used, because in in 2022, we did a um, a call called Looking at 2023.
0: I, re- I remember it. I was there.
1: And in that call, we talked about how there were several things that were being built upon to be used to create fear spikes in within the human collective of what we know as Earth. And one of them was uh, diseases, right? Viruses. Another one was um, aliens, yes. right? And another one was war and then a financial collapse as well.
0: I think right. they got all of those running. Yeah. I know I've heard plenty yeah. about the aliens. Yeah. Always the financial collapse for yes. sure. Yeah. Um, you know.
1: So there's a couple of things here I wanted to suspense. talk about, right? One of them is um you mentioned at the start of this podcast the emergency broadcast that happened in October. Yeah. yeah. Um a lot of people were talking about it and I looked at, I looked at it before it happened and I couldn't see anything significant. But I kept getting nickels, and I kept getting invitations to look at it again, from people I respect. So I looked at it again and thought, oh, it's a technology that they're developing to create artificial peaks of fear. Because everything else, I mean, people get from like, uh, immune almost to fear porn anymore. Yes, yes. And it's, it's Look, quite horrific, aliens are going to
0: come, and we're going to get COVID, and we're and going to have a war, and World War Three, and our financial, financial collapse perhaps, is happening yeah, all at once, All please. at once. We need all of them.
1: Yeah. and Still not enough. Not enough. So the sounds of that alarm are quite horrific, and it sends your body into a peak of fear, right? People have screamed, run away. Your body just goes into fear, even, if, even though you're awake and know what's going on. And you shocked. know it's a test. the body gets shocked, and it's designed to be that. And what does this create in an entire country or continent or world? It's a fear spike. Yeah, uh, And like, that can be harvested and used. Wow. Okay. Hmm. So there was that. And then soon after that, we get all sorts of news about things happening around the planet that act as an amplifier. Because when your physical body or your energetic energetic body, your emotional body goes through a fear spike, it doesn't get rid of it right away, right? It can last a few days. Uh, Your body's edgy. um,
0: More susceptible.
1: More susceptible to all sorts of things, right? So the stress factor gets amplified and then that fear energy can be harvested or used for whatever aims or desires the people who are generating these things want to use it for and then that is when we start going deeply again into the victim aggressor cycle so i always Mm -hmm. like to remind people you're listening to this you're going to get angry you're going to feel victimized or that other people are being aggressors or other people are being victims don't this is can't happen without your agreement we switched all of our devices off about an hour earlier because I said, you know, they're going to turn it on earlier, so <laughs> just an, let's just make sure—just an hour earlier, half an hour earlier—I think it was.
0: Got a lot of good chores done on. We
1: did, yeah. And you know, the level of screen addiction was for me, anyways, quite clear. It's like I'm so addicted to screens; it's just insane. And I have been since the '80s when I started looking at screens and playing <laughs> with screens and working with screens. And um, um, But we did, and then we left it off for quite a while afterwards, about an hour later, or I think maybe it was, two, think. maybe two hours later, we hadn't turned them on again. And then we turned them on and it was fine. But throughout that two hours, or three hours, two hours, I
0: think three,
1: three hours, there were three fear spikes that my physical body felt. And when I felt it, I looked at the clock, and I remember the first one thinking, I can't can't be right because it's, it's too earlier. Soon. It's too soon. And then other people who had forgotten to turn off their phone told me, yeah, it's like they didn't wait until the time they said they actually did it a bit earlier. Hmm. So that was one. But again, it's like we go into the victim aggressor cycle and we start thinking that we can't do anything about this. And some of these victim aggressor cycles are really old. Like, who is the first victim, right? And all the wars and conflict are built upon those. And it has nothing to do with that, actually. It's nothing to do with that. But they're built. And, like, you and I are reading a book, or you're reading a book for me, mm-hmm. um, based in Ireland, and they talk about the troubles in Ireland.
0: Yeah, the IRA and the Catholics, the Protestants, bombing each other and
1: mm-hmm.
0: hundreds of people being killed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And... Um, I lived in Ireland in the 90s, and I lived in Dublin. And um, when I, I used to drive my children to school and then go and collect them from school, and one of the things we had to do with the school was to leave a contact address and phone number and name of a person who could collect to the children if after a bombing, the parent didn't come back. Hmm. So if the parent didn't turn up to the school after there was a bombing in Dublin, this other person could come over and get the kids. And this was a Hmm. standard, right? Standard. And I remember many times that I would change my mind about where I was going to drive to get back to, to, uh, you know, through the university, back to the kids. I would change my mind and I'd drive in a different path and there was a bomb go off mm. in one of, one of those streets I would have been on. So I was like, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. And um, one of the things was that all of those bombings and all the killings that the Protestants did, they got very little media time. The ones that the Catholics did, they IRA got a lot of media time. Mm. So that to me was interesting. Too. To me, they were both bad. I mean, you know, it's like ridiculous bombing each other because you have different religions, really. You know, that's ridiculous. That is. Is there really... that much
0: difference between Catholicism and politicism? Yes,
1: allegedly, yeah. Okay. So I was a Buddhist at the time. Okay. And I had a. I went to the Northern Ireland to do um, Belfast, actually, to do an event. I, I was I attended an event in Northern Ireland, and um, we were in the event, and then we went out to the store me and some, two or three of the other Buddhists, I went into the store and I went to buy something and the guy behind the counter looks at me and he says, are you a uh, Catholic or a Protestant? Right, in their accent. And I'm like, uh, I'm a Buddhist. And he looks at me and crunches his eyes a little bit and looking at me, okay, he says, but are you a Buddhist Catholic or a Buddhist Protestant? <laughs> <laughs> and I look, I couldn't quite get it you know it's like uh um. you know uh and i was trying trying to figure out what he was saying and the girl that i was with she says um like oh she's okay she's she's with us you know she's fine she's fine right and um and he goes oh okay so she's a she's a catholic buddhist <laughs> and i'm like uh you know that buddhism is a religion well not quite a religion but it's you can't be a catholic and a buddhist at the same time right and the the girl i was with was shaking her hand says you know look you're catholic you know it's like it's fine just pay the man (laughs) but it was to that degree of ridiculousness right and um, anyways, moving forward a few, two, three years later, um, from the headquarters of the Buddhists in Japan, uh, they sent a order that Ireland had to be sorted out because it was not right that there would be a, a war there going on when there was Buddhists living in the land, Right. So the Buddhists were told off. Why to the hell? What the hell? Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Why is there a war going on still there? While well, you're there now, right? Your our Buddhist organization's there. There shouldn't be any wars. Hello. How been right?
0: doing your meditation properly?
1: Right. No, no, they hadn't addressed it. Right. Okay. Chanted about it.
0: Hadn't chanted it properly. About
1: it. About it. About it. I don't know how it works, but okay. you chant about something. You chant about, about something. It. Yes. Okay. So. They get the order, okay, so at 7 o'clock on Thursday nights, I don't remember the actual time, but it is an example, you're all going to get together, I think it was 6 o'clock, you're all going to get together, both in Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland, all the Buddhists in a room that you have to uh, rent, and you're going to chant for peace. Okay. For the cessation of violence. That was the actual words, I think. No more violence. And you're going to do this. And you're going to do it until the violence stops. And uh, the Buddhist leader in uh, the Republic of Ireland, where I lived in Dublin, um, I arrived, you know, and I was all happy. Finally, we're going to do this. Right. And she's like looking really depressed and upset and angry. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, why, why are you so upset? She says, well, you know, she said, these people don't know in Japan what's going on here. And I says, what's going on here? These troubles have been going on for 600 years.
0: Going to be chanting for a long time, huh?
1: And they think that we can just stop it, like within our lifetime. And, <laughs> you know, how long are we going to be doing this? You know,
0: <laughs> We better just buy this building center. Yeah, exactly. Right.
1: <laughs> and I look at her and I hold her hands and I said, Maureen, he says, yes. There's one difference between... And she said, you know, I used to be this and we used to do prayer circles and blah. People are doing prayer circles about the troubles all over Ireland, all the time. Nothing works. It hasn't worked. And I, I we have organized chanting before for this and this, the, the violence doesn't stop. So I held her hands and said, Maureen, says, and she says, what? There's a very massive difference here between what we're doing now and what ha- has happened before. She says, what is it? And I look at him into her eyes and says, I'm doing it. I'm here with you. So this is going to work. And she laughs and laughs and giggles. Bless your cotton socks. Yeah. yeah. But it was like, it was half a, half a joke. I mean, I was trying to make you feel better. Right. But I knew it was also to do with like, whenever I used to go in an airplane and somebody was really nervous and say, mm-hmm. so, you're fine. I'm in the airplane, so it's not going to fall down. There was a knowing behind it mm-hmm. that it was true. But it was also a joke or something to make somebody feel better, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know if it was going to work or not. But it felt different to me because I was there. I hadn't been there on the other ones. I mean, so it's a main difference, right?
0: That's a pretty big difference.
1: (laughs) Anyway, she looks at me. After she laughs and everything, and she kind of quizzically, she says, I love your faith. You know, it's like. Love your faith. (laughs) Yeah, I love your faith. This is the energy. Yeah. She said, this is the spirit. This is the spirit. Totally. Right. This is the spirit we have to go into this way. This is the commitment. I said, that's right, Maureen. That's right. So we sat down, started chanting. And it was only like, I don't know, maybe six months down the road of doing this every week that it was all over the news that the troubles there was a um, a fire a ceasefire
0: right
1: there was a ceasefire and everybody was like what what that's impossible that cannot happen here how ceasefire that's in... no that you know it's like impossible it's, it's not happening it's not real it's, it can't be happening because this would never happen and um that week when we went to the chanting place right um Morgan comes up to me and she says, well, I think you're right. You know, here it is. But she said, don't hold your breath because it's not going to last. Oh. And I said to her, well, I don't know what to tell you. You told me it wasn't going to cease. It <laughs> has ceased. Right. <laughs> now you're telling me it's not going to last. <laughs> so I'm telling you, of course, it's going to last. And she's, ha, 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 oh, I hope so, I hope so, she said. And then, you know, after a few more weeks, we were able to stop doing that because it stuck. You know, it mm-hmm. it, it was over. And then all sorts of interesting ha- things happened afterwards. Legitimizing the terrorist organization now as a political party. And all sorts of interesting things with regards to magic and voices and all sorts of other stuff. But, <laughs> you know, it so was it- like, it was an interesting story, but... I'm telling the story because it's not about me personally, in a man's, you know, being there doing that. It's about the commitment that because you are deciding something, that that's going to be reflected back to you in the universe where you live. So you're going to be hearing more about victims and aggressors. And one of the things to really understand is don't take sides. Once you take a side, you're part of the problem. And I don't care if one side has been enslaving, torturing and killing the other one for thousands of years. And finally, the other one stands up and starts fighting back. Or whether they're going back and forth, right, all the time. Or whether it's a false flag event and it's, none of it is really real. I don't care if... Of any of those. The fact is that we're conscious and we're aware and we know that the mechanizations are about creating fear and normalizing the victim, aggressor, savior, martyr energy.
0: Amplifying.
1: Amplifying it. So the Gaza thing, Palestinian thing, I can tell you that when I was growing up in England, I was 12 years old when you walked into my mom's house or my house where I lived, mm-hmm. you opened the door and next to the door there was a ginormous poster of a Palestinian with the the checkered black and white wrap around his head and like uh, a rifle breaking and some barbed wire, blah, 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 blah. And... um it was interesting to me. That was the image that would meet me. Greet you I, as you, greet came you came home. Greet you as I came home, yeah. And I remember once the police came over because something was going on. I can't remember what it was. They, they came over to ask them questions. And um, as soon as they walked in, they saw the poster. And immediately, because at the time, the police didn't carry weapons in England. That happens later. But at the time they didn't carry weapons. And the police, there was two of them, They their eyes went really wide and you could see the fear in their eyes. And I looked at them and I remember looking into the fear in their eyes and they were looking inside the house, there was people there. And I said, oh, this poster, oh, don't worry about that. That was just like... Somebody gave them to us. I don't know what it is, but yeah, don't worry about it. You're fine. Like, and I was like 12, you know, (laughs) and they're going, oh, Oh. do you know what this means? And I says, not really. It's just some guy gave it to us and, you know, it's a poster, it's a present. So it's up in the wall. And it's like, um, you might want to take that down. (laughs) And it says, why? Well, it has a lot of meaning and it's dangerous. So it could be giving the wrong message about <laughs> who lives here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. oh, is this about bad guys? Is
0: <laughs> about this about bad guys? bad
1: guys? And it's like, well, I don't want to say anything like that. That's not my job. But you don't want to give the wrong impression to people. That's okay. Well, I'll tell my mom what you said. <laughs> So okay, good. (laughs) Come in, have a cup of tea, you know, like the (laughs) usual cup thing. Civilized, of course. So that was interesting because, uh, I mean, it's like I had kind of subscribed to the whole thing of Palestinians being victims and stuff. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I had a friend who went to school with a girl. And she had left um, Persia, which became Iran, because of the persecution of women, right? There was a religious thing that happened there, and then her and her family had to leave because her mom and her grandma and her aunties were all professionals, mm-hmm. professional doctors, you know, an astrologer, astrologic. Ast- what's it called, women, yeah. Astronomer. astronomer, An astronomer. It was like a physicist. I mean, I was like, these women were high, professional. professional, high career, like top career women. And their husbands also, but the husbands were fine, but they had to leave. The entire family left because the women had been told they couldn't go back to work and they had to wear stuff around their faces and couldn't show their faces and stuff like that. And they left so that with their daughters, and the one of the daughters was my friend. Oh, I see. And, um, and then she made a comment about the freaking poster, you know? <laughs> so it's like looking at it, you know, and she said, you know, she said, I should be happy that you have this poster in your house, you know, because of where I come from and my religion and everything, my background. But I'm not. And I said, why not? And then she told me the story, right? I'm like scratching my head going, where does this end? It's like, who's the victim here? Who's the aggressor? And where does it all go, you know? Yeah. It's like, it never ends. It never stops. And, and you know, it's like, basically, I took down the poster.
0: <laughs> it's just too much.
1: It's like, it's too much. And plus also... Where's the line? Who's actually the victim and who's the aggressor here? It's like, there's very, it goes back and forth and then aggressors have victims and victims have aggressors. And like, you know, a victim can be an aggressor to another person, to their, another gender and another relative. I don't know. You know, it's like, where does it end? Where does it end?
0: So anyways. That's kind of where I was looking when I started to expand my awareness around it. It mm. all was victim aggressor all the way up. All the way all the way
1: up. All the way up, down, sideways. So All the ways. Th-
0: that's the linchpin. if you mm-hmm. want to call one. Mm-hmm. So let's um, let's yeah. read some more of this.
1: The Nature of Attacks.
0: Because, you know, there are some big selves and little selves also. Yes,
1: know. yes. Yeah.
0: There are some.
1: If I had gone with the little self and into the victim aggressor cycle, yes. I wouldn't be talking to you today.
0: I'd be dead. You'd be took out.
1: Yes. Okay. When I was a kid. Not Young. now. Yes, yes. When I was little.
0: When you were 12.
1: Or even younger. Probably
0: younger, huh?
1: <laughs> yes. There was a lot of attempts in my life, I can tell you. It's ridiculous. I thought it was normal, man. And then other people said, what? Uh, really? <laughs> that doesn't happen. It shouldn't have happened. Anyways, going forward. The nature of attacks. Most personal, non-life-threatening attacks have a very basic pattern. Three of these patterns are 1 making oneself right by making another wrong 2 validating oneself by invalidating another and 3 reacting to an unconscious or conscious fear In my experience number 1 is the most prevalent in our society it is in fact encouraged We find this being used in politics and debates of all sorts in science religion and social organizations and think tanks around the world. That's making oneself right by making another wrong. Okay. Okay. More than once, I have received messages and emails demanding that I respond to some claim or other that I am enter comment making me wrong here. <laughs> yes. Or that I defend or validate my own views on things. I don't respond to or answer these messages now, but have done so in the past due to giving in to external pressure. I tend not to give in to external pressures these days.
0: No, you haven't. No, not in my experience.
1: No. Recently, a friend of mine told me that he has been he has seen that the more powerful, confident, and capable capable I appear to be, become as a public known individual, the more vicious and insidious the attacks get. This is simply a reflection of. Number three, above. Shall we remind ourselves what that is? Yeah. Reacting to an unconscious or conscious fear.
0: Oh, yeah. So as you become powerful, there's a some time of fear that's mm-hmm. triggered.
1: Yeah. Okay. People are afraid of influential individuals. They're afraid of power and what could cause and they are afraid of being conned. The energetic attacks at a mystical level has also increased tremendously every month since I accepted the mission to become publicly known so as to deliver the message of empowerment to the masses. How we deal with these mystical attacks is pretty much the same as we deal with overt attacks. We process any effect they might have in us and we move on. Retaliation, defense, or justice is irrelevant. And would only feed into it would only feed into the attack and lowering of our vibrational frequency. If we spend any time defending, attacking our attackers, or getting payback, we're simply feeding the aggression cycle. All that energy is much better spent inspiring and empowering others. How does, could you want to add anything to that?
0: Yeah, uh, inspiring and empowering others. But what if they're in the deep in the victim-aggressor cycle? How is empowering victims? I don't do that. Don't do that part?
1: No. Okay. If somebody's chosen to be a victim and noth- nothing I say will change their mind, it's fair enough, go ahead and be a victim. It is If somebody comes up to me and says, you know, I think I may be in the victim-aggressor cycle, but I can't quite put my finger on it or get out of it, then I will speak to that. give some time, yeah. Yeah.
0: But when you say empowering or inspiring others, it isn't. Going around saving people in victims no. spot by no. trying to empower them, that's no. not what you're saying. No. I just wanted to make that clear. Because oh, okay. it can be easily misinterpreted.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. So to me, inspiring and empowering means individuals who are already decided they don't want to be in the victim aggressor cycle, mm-hmm. want to learn the tools of how to get out of it.
0: Or stay out of it or not get sucked into it.
1: Exactly, yeah. Those things. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. How does observing our defenses empower the planet? Not as well. Um, Observing our defenses, being defensive, right? Empower the planet. Conflict and war at any level lowers our human collective vibration. I meant frequency here. I've changed my vocabulary a little bit since I wrote this. It doesn't matter whether you're shouting at your dog or shooting bullets at an enemy. The energy of conflict goes against our nature and it is only there through heavy programming. The past week I was recuperating from long hours on airplanes. I watched several TV shows. I was shocked at the normalization of violence and the brutality of the violence depicted. And it has gotten so much worse since 2014. <laughs> it's shocking. 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 shocking.
0: <laughs> Truly shocking. Uh, honestly, I haven't been so shocked. And I watched lots of shows, right? Yes. And uh, pretty much impervious and, yeah. I mean... <laughs> I can't do it. I can't watch some of it. I was like, what this? Are you kidding me? That's why they have this on here. Yes. Why would they put this? This doesn't help the plot any. All of a sudden we're just, what? Why is that there?
1: No, it's just wrong. That's absurd. In one of them, a film about a gangster family in witness protection relocated to France showed children and adults being brutally beaten up by the protagonists. It was supposed to be funny because the kids and adults who were brutalised had said something wrong to the protagonists, or some some minor wrong to them. In another show, an extremely popular TV series, the level of violence was simply incredible. It included the rape, sexual abuse, brutal murder of children, men and women, and extreme psychological abuse, all normalised in some fancy time and geographical area in a time and place far, far away.
0: (laughs) And not so far away now. No. Now that's what they're using live.
1: Reality TV is popular because it is conflict-driven. Violence of many kinds are depicted, even physical fights. And it doesn't stop at TV shows. Most computer games are about killing people, creatures, or monsters. But here's the thing. The programming to be an act from a place of aggression and violence cannot succeed unless we subscribe to it. Once we see what, that it is simply programming, That is. Soul, it, that is the, it is indeed an attempt by a faction of the human collective to walk a low frequency and highly addictive path, then we can simply switch that programming off.
0: And that's the thing to recall, the addictive nature of it. I mean, it's very
1: addictive, yes.
0: If you have the choice between watching an exciting show or a really boring one, that's what are you going to watch?
1: That's how it's translated.
0: It's translated into yes. well, this one's exciting because things yes. are happening. And your body triggered out. boring. Up and, yeah. and triggers. Yeah. Triggers are somehow good.
1: Yeah. How do we switch it off? We make the, a list and observe all the areas where we were, we feel wronged, that's... where we are defending ourselves, where we are attacking others. Right? So well, this you, could list. Start,
0: you could start that list in your head and you could start mm-hmm. with just one or two things. Yes, let's I mean, do somebody, a couple of things. Somebody makes fun of your body shape, size, or whatever.
1: For, for example, for yes. For example. Or somebody tells you to did, did something that you didn't do.
0: Yeah, some some t- that has on the past, you yeah. know, been a thing. Yeah. Like that used to be my wrongful, big one. Wrongly accused. accused yeah.
1: That yeah. used to be my big one until I saw it was a program
0: yeah. and I was
1: being used to... Um, control me. And I thought, wait, wait, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it stops working okay. when you see it, like, right? Yeah, yeah, so, it yeah does, my yeah. dad does that to me, remember? Oh
1: my God, it's so He's funny. He's a
0: freaking pro at it.
1: Yeah, he does exactly how to manipulate you. It's hilarious to watch. To get
0: a charge out of me. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Yeah. I've, I've, now that you mentioned it more than once, because it took, I think, it what, about 10 times? Yes, yes. Then I could start to move out of the trigger part and yes. just see it for what it was. And then... I get to choose how I respond, which honestly is so much nicer.
1: It is. So much more pleasant. Yes.
0: I don't really enjoy that rise. No. (laughs) No, I just don't like it at all. Yeah. So thank you for that.
1: Oh, you're welcome. We observe each item in our list until we see the larger picture, until we are no longer energetically affected by the conflict or attack, until we no longer want to do something about this to bring it to justice. But remember, if it involves you or someone else's physical or psychological survival or well being, to get yourself or the person under attack away if possible and if not possible, then defend and protect them. Why? Because survival of our person is different to the survival of our small self.
0: Right. You're not just gonna stand and let the car run you over. Step out of the road.
1: Yes, exactly. And this is literally you not you watching a show on television or the news on television and seeing people brutalized, okay? This is yeah, literally you.
0: don't you. play the victim by being the victim. Right. You don't right. not play the victim by being a victim. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't take things out of context, right? Yeah. So not playing the victim-aggressor roles means not being a victim. Yes. So you don't allow yourself to be victimized.
1: Or an aggressor.
0: Sure. Or <laughs> an aggressor.
1: Yeah.
0: You don't allow yourself to be a bully
1: mm-hmm yeah yeah yeah
0: that's not playing that game
1: no do not do note that aggression and conflict are highly addictive they are dramatic and we love drama drama and conflict do not exist outside of the small self the fact that they do not exist outside of the small self is often the reason why we hold on to the small self so strongly our reality our planet our species still supports low-level experiences such as war, conflict, drama and such. This is a fact. Our species is empowered with the choice. It is up to us whether we want to hold on to those low-level games or not. That's why there is such a heavy programming happening via our media, culture and religions to hold on to the small games. We're exposed to them, and the effect is the same as someone being exposed to crack cocaine for the first time. Well... We either become totally addicted to it, refuse to ingest it or recover after being addicted to it for a long or a short time. We can help our species to drop the addiction by observing it within ourselves and are empowering others to enable them to observe it within themselves. Just observing without any intent expand our awareness, expands our awareness on the facts behind this addiction at a global scale. Do share this article and this podcast with anyone who you feel will benefit and be empowered by it. Send it to your lists and reblog it. The more of us who act by sharing this information, the easier the load will become and the faster our species will expand in awareness.
0: You used the word, I don't know. I want to be sure everybody understands what you mean when you say to observe it.
1: Um, In this context, it's just looking at it. It's not the actual exercise that's like zero observe, you know, like... Observe with a zero, is not that. With this, within this context, it's just look.
0: Observe it. Yeah. Take it in, take in the scene.
1: Yeah, take in the scene. Okay. Yeah, become the observer here. Got it.
0: Yeah. So I can imagine in our um, second hour, we'll probably get into... A lot more. (laughs) A lot more stuff, because I can only imagine what our mystics have heard.
1: Yeah, and they've been and what they've been
0: experiencing, and what their experiences of this exact same, you know, the yeah. alarm thingy, if they if they were exposed to it or not, mm-hmm. the, I mean, the everything's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want to hear what they have to say. I, yeah. wish it, I wish it was right now.
1: Yeah, let's click our fingers, and it will be. And he says. And then we hear this growling of men and smashing and stuff. And he says, it's too late. It's like, it's okay. He says, I'll defend you. And it's this young cop, right? And at the time they didn't wear guns or anything. And he's like, he's standing in front of us and he's looking up at this road. And he says, and I said, maybe we should go and stand against the wall.